And I would openly admit to it too. I'd say, you know what? Yeah. Dag you're you're right kidding up. yourself if you don't. I mean, look, you you got me in two seconds there. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. Because. Wait, how about her, or Taylor Swift? Her. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, good morning, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to the Stochastic.com NBA Strategy Show. Little three-game action on a Tuesday, Josh. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like yesterday, but it's today. And all of the, the nuggets are questionable? Yeah, the entire starting lineup yeah. is uh, questionable for today. That's a real treat. Thank God that game's the first game and not the last game, or I would 100% not play this slate. Although, I'm anticipating Oklahoma City complicating matters a little bit later. Yeah, do, do you have a lean on Denver? No, not at all. When the whole starting lineup is questionable, anybody yeah. that has a lean is out of their minds. Right, because it's possible that everyone plays, none of them play, or more likely than not is like two of them don't play. Yeah, it's... I don't know how much of it's real. I don't know. I don't know. I hope they play. I we, I want Joel Embiid to play and Nikola Jokic to play, and like let's just have fun at seven thirty. I don't know. How, I don't know how much is real. That's the same question I was asking myself in that video I just sent you. That's very true. That's very true. Happy to have you guys with us. Hopefully, you had a solid weekend, a nice MLK day. I did not. Philadelphia Eagles are filth. They are dog shit. Nick Sirianni, time to go, my friend. Brian Johnson. Dude, Carolina, there's no doubt after them saying they wanted to interview him for a head coaching job. There's no doubt in my mind, like at 11.15 last night, they called him and they're like, hey, listen, pal, something came up. Because <laughs> there's no way, there's no way that you look at that guy and go, we want him as our head coach. He can solve all of our problems. What a disgusting display of football that was last night. I told you guys at the top, I'm taking two minutes and you will deal with it. And I thank you in advance for that. What a terrible football team. And, you know, it's 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 not even the fact that you lose. The fact that Baker Mayfield's dealing with 14 different injuries, the only the only the only unit that shows up is the defensive line. They apparently they didn't know that the the, the Buccaneers were going to blitz. So Jalen Hurts just every time, dude, they're running 15-yard curl routes on all-out blitzes. What are we doing? What how how can you possibly go into that game and just be like, all right, 15 yards downfield? By that time, Jalen Hurts is dead, or he's taking safeties 15 yards back from the line of scrimmage. I'll tell you what, that was a tough game to watch. I wake up this morning. I don't actually care anymore because the expectations were already so low. I'm I'm serious. And the Cowboys lost. Had the Cowboys still been in it, I'd have felt a little bit different about this, Josh. I'm pretty happy that it broke the way that it did. And yeah, I'm all sure of you the are. NFC East teams can just hang out at home right now. Yeah, that's exact that's exactly what it is. But uh, So, do we want to talk through what it's going to be like when Bill Parcells coaches the Philadelphia Eagles next year? Yeah, Bill, Bill Parcells, Belichick. Bill Belichick. <laughs> you are <a> <laughs> That's how much football fan. I watch. You are a football fan through and through, my friend. What yeah, do you want me to that, do, man? It, it's 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 crazy. If that if that happened, you said it before the show. He would he would fit Philly. Oh, to a T, dude. To a T. Could you? It would it would be really awesome if they didn't have a Super Bowl in the bag recently. Like if if he were coming in as like the, the savior. Yeah. Yeah, because John P said, "Lafayette, you just had a Super Bowl win a couple of years ago. Relax." Yeah, and we were in the Super Bowl last year. Here's the problem, old John P. 
you start a season off 10 and one. This is the problem, Josh. I mentioned this to you, but I'd have been a you start the season off 10 and one. You close the season out one and five, oh, and six against the spread. I mentioned that because they got beat outright by the Giants and Cardinals and smoked by a bunch of other teams. You finish the season one and five, and you closed out the year with what? Seahawks, Giants, Arizona, Giants. And then you go into Tampa against the team that scored nine points against the Panthers in a must-win game last week, and you get shit on, absolutely crushed in prime time as three-point favorites against Baker Mayfield. Don't tell me to relax, fella. This is a problem. If they had just gone, if they had limped into the playoffs with like a nine and eight record or whatever, yeah, sure. But they were 10 and one heading into the bye week. I think there's I think there's cause for concern here, friends. I love every bit of this. Oh, I know I, you do. There's nothing more satisfying than Philadelphia failing in sports. Which um, is odd because you're from Pennsylvania. Yeah, I guess. I, it's odd because I'm from eastern Pennsylvania. That's what and I mean. I'm you're not, not from like out in Pittsburgh, Erie way. No, and I'm not a Giants fan or a Jets fan or like I'm not pulling the New York side of it or anything. It's just just hatred of the Philadelphia but Eagles. But I've gotten to know you over the years. Yes. And I would expect nothing less. Like that is just the way you are wired. I told Katie last night before that game was about to kick off, I'm going to go watch Eagles Bucks. Obviously, I hope the Eagles suck. I'm going to reverse watch this one like I normally would. Cheer against them, not for a team. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Oh, I dude, I reverse cheer all the time. Yeah, it's better like, than regular cheering. Reverse cheering is so fun because you're not a Bucks fan. So no. that's what reverse cheering is. It's not You're not cheering for one team to win the other team to lose. You're cheering just for one team to lose. You take no pleasure in the other team getting the victory, only in the one team getting the loss. No, I'm going numb. I'm seeing Jalen Hurts drop back, roll out to his left, and all of a sudden I'm just like, let's go. It was bad. It was, it was, it was bad. so bad. I anyway, shut it off at that point. It, it was very over at that safety. Thank you for allowing me the floor. That is my time. It's uh, it's good that they're out. I can't have them win another Super Bowl, so that worked out perfectly. Well, they wouldn't have anyway, dude. Even if they squeaked past... Detroit would have taken a fat, steamy dump straight on their chest, Blippy style. Someone got mad at me on Twitter who? the other day. Do you know who Blippy is? Sure don't. You don't? No. He does the kids' shows. He goes like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Constantly on my television. I, you would have thought you've heard of it. No. Anyway. No. Somebody got mad at me the other day. and Like, oh, I forgot your. And I thought this guy, I thought we were cordial. I liked him. And he's like, I forgot you're never wrong. Because. I was talking about, like, if you have young kids, if you have a toddler, you plan on it. Like, this show specifically, not Blippi, it's called Trash Truck. It's great, man. They're not injecting any garbage into it. It's just straight kid stuff, good plots. It's pure, you know what I mean? And uh, I was like, it's a great show. And then someone else is like, nah, my kid watches educational stuff. It's like, don't hit me with that crap. So does mine. My kid's pretty smart. And then he's like, he watches Blippi. I was like, yeah, so does she, except he's a freak. And someone's like, oh, dude. He has a wife and kid just like you. So I know he does. But before he started doing kids shows, he was filming videos of him shitting on his friend's chests. So forgive me if I have some reservations about letting my daughter watch that type of material. Can you blame me?
Well, I think you should just let her watch the kids show and not the videos of the pooping. Well, that's the thing. She hasn't seen the kids show yet. She's enamored. <laughs> also, are you serious? Like what? Dead up, dude. Yes, dead serious. This guy. And just for the record, no, I won't Google this. By the way, for you, for those of you un, 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 unfamiliar with him, he's very, very, very popular. Very popular. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty big search term if you go to a, a website. Dude, on, like, super, your, by the way, yeah. by the way, he's a genius. Legitimate genius. The shitting on chess thing, less, less mastermind behind that. But he's a genius. Like, the mm -hmm. content that he created is, oh, yeah, there he is. Helms 22. What's up, brother? I still love you. Uh, he's a genius. But can, would you, wouldn't you at least, when something like this happens, you can't separate a kid's show from the fact that a dude was taking hot steamy piles of dumps on his friend's chests and filming it for profit, correct? So can we can we dig into the friend part? Like, like it would be like, you did it to me? That's what it was. That's what it was. It'd be was like, it like, dude, ha, ha, look what idea. we did? Or was it... What? More than, like, you know... Uh, what was the, what was the tone? Was it just like, uh, like a six second bloop and then over or like, are they hooking up afterwards? Oh yeah. He gets down and just starts going. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, I don't know. Anyway, let's, let's get into some basketball. <laughs> the Harlem poop. That's what it was called. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right, let's go. We got three games to talk about. Uh, so <laughs> got that out of my system just I, like old, dude just like old so blippy. much of this had nothing to do with the philadelphia eagles no well tampa did take a hot steamy dump on their chest last night let's not let's not ignore that anyway uh denver's on the road against philly we got three games by the way if you guys haven't done so take one single second hit that thumbs up uh very much appreciate you for doing so help us support the channel and uh, subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Help us get to uh, 100K. It'd be greatly appreciated. Also, in the event you haven't done so yet, watching after the fact, leave a comment down below. Leave a comment down below. We try and read and respond to all of them and all of our contents in podcast form as well. All right, so. I, how are we supposed to do a show now? I know, I'm sorry. This man. wasn't even me. This was just you for the first time in I don't know how long. I had I'm no sorry. role in any of this. Tom's probably sitting sorry. there like, oh my God, now I'm going to have to have Neil and Adam fight to the death to take Laffy's spot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. All right. We're back. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't know that's where we were going, man. Well, we might as well have let off the show with the, what we talked about before we started. It wouldn't have been any worse. I, I didn't know that's where it was going either. Denver's a three point dog, 228 and a half point total. Jokic, Murray, Porter, uh, Aaron Gordon, KCP, questionable. Strother's out. So this is the question now. If we're going to talk about this at 10.17 Eastern time, we have, to, we have to essentially just approach it from several different angles. One angle would be if everybody plays. The other angle is if none of them play. I don't really think right now we can approach it from like, well, if these two guys play and these three don't, if these play and these don't, we'll be here all day. That doesn't really make yeah. any sense. 
But I do think it's entirely possible that there's like a full out maintenance day. And I think it's pro- which, by the way, sucks. If you're a Philly fan going to a game like this, seeing the Embiid-Jokic matchup would have been something that you got tickets for in advance, been pretty stoked about. Um, not having that matchup would suck. Oh, uh, we're gonna get so many. Somebody's gonna the Jokic is gonna sit. And we're gonna get all these dorks crying on Twitter about it. I, look, dude, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's the end of the world, but I I, I think it's suck. Look, I'm not saying like oh you should get refunded, but it does suck. Like if you're if you're, yeah. you're going to a game to watch that matchup, it sucks. And be Jokic, you know, two each of the last two MVPs, it would suck not to have that. Should just be the most recent MVP for three straight seasons, but. I don't know. Philly gets everything these days. <laughs> so what do you want to do with Denver then? Let's just start with the uh, assumption that they're in. And I think that's the only thing that we really can do. Like we don't like, like there's no, we don't have to get interested in what happens if Nikola Jokic sits. It's like, well, you jam whatever starter, whatever center starts. If it's DeAndre Jordan at 3,300, you play the shit out of him. If it's Zeke Naji at flat 3K, then you play the shit out of him. You probably play them both, but like there's no analysis to that. I think the most interesting piece of all of it is that on a three-game slate, Nikola Jokic is projected for 5% ownership. Do you think some of that's a hedge just against the Q tag? He's $100 more expensive than Joel Embiid today. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that uh, Joel Embiid has been playing slightly better than him from a fantasy perspective as of late. You know, I wanted to actually ask you about this. What have you seen specifically in Joel Embiid lately? Or this, actually, no, this season. He has 16 straight 30-10 games. He's coming off a 41-10 game last night. Nick Nurse suggested that he would be playing on the second of a back-to-back despite the three-game absence. Have you have you seen anything differently with the way he's playing? Because I know he was good last year. He's playing a lot better than he did last year. I mean, it's kind of just the same. There's just not a James Harden on the floor. Yeah, I guess you're like, right. Like you're just you replace James Harden with other people that aren't going to have the ball as much. Like his offensive EPM is a little bit higher than what it has been lately. But What's the usage is shooting. He's compared to sixty four and a half. He was sixty five and a half last year. Okay, so essentially the same true shooting percentage. Yeah, all the shooting rates are all basically the same. Free throw rates basically the same. Rebounding rates the same. He's got more assists this season, which makes perfect sense. James Harden sure. is not playing, so he has the ball more. Like everything is basically he's just awesome. Yeah. Just usage awesome. rate, usage rate is only up a tick, only yeah. 38%. But uh yeah, he's just he's incredible and he it, it's one less person that can say anything to him in the locker room. Yeah, that's like when James Harden's point. there, James Harden's voice carries weight. If James Harden's not there, Joel Embiid just doesn't give a shit what anybody else is gonna say. The, the biggest factor is his assist rate is so much higher than it's ever been. Like, he has yeah. a above-average point guard's assist rate at 32% this year. You know what? It's not just Harden. You know what really helps? Getting an adult in the room and having Nick Nurse run your team. A hundred percent, dude. A hundred. He is a legit. I, I was so happy to get Nick Nurse. And I haven't been happy with any recent hires, but... Nick Nurse is a legitimately good coach that really yeah. understands. Like, he's a good – he's one – in my opinion, he's one of the top coaches in basketball. They finally made a good move getting someone in the room. That's a great call. Yeah. So, like, I think just optimizing the way that he is used and removing Harden just, you know, sort of maximizes Joel Embiid in the way that you need him to. And that's what we're seeing so far this year. That's not going to matter. He's not going to get a single award because he's not going to play enough. So, it's going to be – we're going to be able to treat this uh, Joel Embiid year as if it didn't exist. Exist. 
that works for me. Back to the Nuggets. <laughs> Man, you're you're on one today. Let's yeah, let's. I'm on to, one today. Yeah, that's that's fair. Let's let's get back to let's get back to the Nuggets. Sure. Yeah. So so I got everybody in right now, and the highest owned dude on the Nuggets for today is not even one of the guys with the Q tag. It's Reggie Jackson. 3,900, he's point guard only, projected for 53% ownership because DraftKings is pricing him down. FanDuel, on the other hand, priced Reggie Jackson at 5,300, so you can basically not play him unless people are out. He's a great value option. He's going to play around 20 minutes a night, sort of, no matter what. And you're looking at 36% optimal rate for that 53% ownership. You're always going to see that optimal rate be lower on value, guys, when that ownership climbs. It's fine. I do like getting to Reggie Jackson. But as we as we look at the entire starters, you've got 29% ownership coming into Aaron Gordon. You've got just nine to Jamal Murray, 25 to KCP, 10 to MPJ, and like I said, five to Jokic. It's not the starters that are just soaking up all this ownership. It's Christian Brown. It's Reggie Jackson. It's Peyton Watson. You go to Denver today for value, and you're going to Denver today for value before we even know if people are out. I don't know what that change is for these guys if we lose one or two of them, but you're already looking at Denver for value. Now, I think Denver is over-owned for that value, and I'm coming in a little bit lighter the guy that i have my eye on the most right now is mpj small forward power forward 6600 he's like a 0.95 fantasy point per minute guy and i see him with only 10 percent ownership a guy that goes out there and plays 32 33 34 minutes a night he looks underrepresented to me for what we're getting to me mpj is my favorite gpp play from the nuggets if it's a three game slate if Jokic ends up sitting, now you're just now you're just diving in. Indulge me for a second here because this gets insane. Yeah. If Jokic, if Jokic ends up sitting, the value here, I mean, essentially now it's it skyrockets. So, what? Yeah. What would what type of ownership would we be seeing in this front court if Jokic sits? Whoever the starter is, I assume it would be DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. It could be Zeke Naji, but in this spot, I would assume it's DeAndre Jordan. He is 75% owned. 80, like something like that. Like he's a, he's around a fan. Let's just call him a fantasy point per minute, dude. Yep. You need to fill 48 minutes at center. Let's just say he gets 24. By the way, I think that might be low. So we're calling it 24 fantasy points at 3,300. That's 7.3x his salary. That is by far miles ahead of everybody else on this slate. You just immediately put him into everything. He's your first cash game play. You don't even bat an eye. It's and and you still then have discussions of can I also get to Zeke Naji at flat 3K? I was looking, he played one game this year without Jokic. I was trying to see uh if it was just Jokic out or not. It was November 27th. Um MPJ, Jackson, KCP. Jamal Murray was out, but that doesn't matter. DeAndre Jordan played 34 minutes in a competitive game. Uh, 34 minutes in that game. Is that game. the Clippers game? That was the Clippers game. He had 21, 13, and 5 with three stocks. Yeah, him and Reggie Jackson beat the living shit out of the Clippers that night. Yeah, they won that game, yeah. They did. The it was insane. It was insane. 
So like, yeah, you don't, you're not projecting DeAndre Jordan for 32 minutes in this spot. You don't even have to be anywhere near it. No. For, so, okay. You could get 24 minutes and at that price be okay with it. A, a 24 minutes. If you knew he was playing 24 minutes today, if that's what we projected, he's the number one guy on the slate and he's 25% owned more than anybody else. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's then, bumping everybody then, too. Jamal Murray looks way different at 8,300. Aaron Gordon looks way different. MPJ looks better. All of the value pieces that already exist on Denver look better. Like, you just, you can't avoid Denver today, but you get them now in reverse. And if you lose Jokic, then you can get back to the starters in heavy, heavy rotation. Yeah, see, that's a great point. Because when you're dealing with with, with such a significant figure as Jokic, it's no longer just like, okay, whoever his backup is benefits. It's literally everybody else that plays in this game in some form or fashion is going to benefit from his absence. So, I mean, I have him as a 28% usage guy, highest on the team. I've got him with a 40% assist rate, easily the highest on the team. A 20% rebounding rate, the highest on the team. You're taking away the best dude at everything they do. Exactly. With Nikola Jokic off the floor this season, Reggie Jackson is 1.18 fantasy points per minute. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 1.12. Porter, 1.08. DeAndre Jordan, obviously playing with that, but still 1.08. Jamal Murray, 1.01. That five guys, which, by the way, almost the, the starting lineup there, that are north of a fantasy point per minute. Yeah, you you then start getting a lot of Denver, a lot of Denver. Well, on a and if it's one of the wings that are out, like if it's Gordon out or if it's MPJ out, then it's all of a sudden we're getting a lot of Peyton Watson, you know, or like if it's KCP out, then you're automatically looking at a lot more Christian Brown. Like these guys all slot in behind each other. It all plays out very easily. Our saving grace is that this is a seven thirty tip. So if you are looking at Denver and you think everybody's in, then I think the priorities from the starting lineup are Aaron Gordon and KCP. The priority from the bench is Reggie Jackson. The interesting dynamic is Nikola Jokic on a three-game slate pulling 5% ownership. But, like I said, he's $100 more expensive than Embiid. becomes very, very difficult to pull that one off. He could also just go out there and go 30, 12, and 12, and it's like, okay, raw points, got to have him. So then what do you do on the other side with Joel Embiid? Uh, coming off first game since returning, second of a back-to-back. Yeah, we have no ball. idea if he's actually playing right now. We don't. Nick Nurse said that he thinks he'll play. So and Anything, that's what he like that, we He's going to go through warm-ups, and we're going to find it out like normal. We have no For sure. But, okay, so if Jokic plays at these at their respective price points, you prefer Joel Embiid? Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have because Embiid is only 20% owned. Like if Embiid were getting to 40 and you saw this like wild disparity between the two, then you start thinking, okay, he's not like right away, he's not four to one to beat Jokic tonight. He's just not. Yeah. He's better for sure. But that's not like you start looking at Nikola Jokic as like a, a wild GPP pivot, but you have to. You have to prefer Embiid. He is unquestionably the highest projected dude on today's slate. I got 26% when I ran Philly earlier. 
No one else is owned on DraftKings for Philadelphia. The next highest owned dude is 5% to Tobias Harris. I didn't even get him. I only got Maxi. This team, if everybody is in, this team is very difficult to get to today. You are getting a $9,400 Maxi? I have 12%. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What about Tobias Harris? Not a single share. Yeah. Tobias Harris with Joel Embiid back at 7,500 is a tough ask. It is. But at the same time, like we've got him 7% optimal, 5% owned. He's like a little under owned at that mark too. Is that all you have for Philly? for right now yeah obviously like this could change with the back-to-back if we have some guys out like it's not out of the realm of possibility nick batum sits on the second half of a back-to-back and then we figure out who is the next person stepping back in does melton come back does uber move to the three there are some questions but the prices are just a bit too high here like you've already got paul reed at 5600 so he doesn't become like an amazing option if if we end up getting Embiid out like that He's already sort of priced where, you know, he should be. Good play, for sure. But he doesn't become the overwhelming value that we see on the opposite side. I just, I don't know where you would want to go from Philly unless they have, if, unless they have wholesale dudes out. Like, we have Pat Bev as the most under-owned dude. We also gave him 24 minutes, which I think we will walk back a, a little bit later. He stepped in and played yesterday and got a big run. And I think that does not match up to what they actually want out of him. So Tyrese Maxey picked up his third foul in the first half with like 4.15 to go. Beverly came back on and picked up that final rotation to close out the second quarter. So he grabbed an extra four minutes there. Um, and then Beverly, you know, played his normal rotation in the second half. He also closed when the Sixers were beating the shit out of him. So he picked up an extra five and a half there. If you take off those nine minutes and change from Pat Bev yesterday, he just plays a normal backup run of 20 minutes. I think we're a little lofty with 24 at this moment. We'll see what they end up looking like when we get to lock. But, you know, even if you wanted to go to 22, I still think it's pretty t- hard to get to Bev a lot at 4,600. He was a lot easier to get to when he was 4K or slightly lower. Talk about the Kings and the Phoenix Suns. So this game, highest total on the slate. Last I looked, 243 and a half. Keegan Murray's questionable for Sacramento. Uh, and the other side of this one, so the, not a not a whole lot of injuries for, for either side of this game. I mean, it looks like Phoenix is healthy. Sacramento, you have Keegan Murray questionable. Let's get into the Kings for a second. You have uh, ownership on this one. Malik Monk right now in our ownership projections, 30%. Keegan Murray, 17%. Uh, Demonis Sabonis, 16 Uh, Fox, 15 Kevin Herter, 11 There's nothing crazy. like Nothing crazy like we're seeing with Denver right now. A few other spots that we'll talk about you're going to see more. I mean, OKC isn't really that high-owned either. So all of this we can get into. But on the side of the Sacramento Kings, how much are you getting to a guy like Sabonis when you have a 
SGA on this slate. You have Embiid on this slate. We'll see if Jokic plays. Uh, we talked about it last week, last time I was on the show, where it's like, yeah, Sabonis, great spot against Detroit, just kind of tough to get there, and he went for a 37, 10, and 13 triple-double. He's been doing it every night. 1.59 yeah, fantasy points per minute for Sabonis over the past 30 days. He's going out and nuking. Now, I don't project him like that because that's not, a, like, I don't think that's his new standard. But that dude is hanging, like, 25, 12, and 9 on people every single night. I'm light on Sabonis like I am every other night. I just have to cross my fingers and hope that this isn't the night that breaks me. You do have a lot of center talent and center value that's out there today, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. You even have that just that relationship of, should I get to Nikola Jokic over Sabonis and spend the extra money? The guy that I like the most on this team is 9K De'Aaron Fox. Now, he's point guard only. It's about 1.2 fantasy points per minute as of late, but I like the price point. The minutes are certainly there. He's owned in the same way as Sabonis, which I think is interesting because to me, it's a lot easier to roster De'Aaron Fox than it is Sabonis. So I'm very happy. I'm basically taking the Sabonis ownership and adding it to Fox. That's more or less what I'm doing. I'm light on that Malik Monk ownership. You can give him every minute that you want to, but... 30% for him is a little scary. The status of Keegan Murray will certainly matter a little bit more. Uh, if Murray is out, then those minutes for Monk feel way better. They don't have to, like he doesn't have to close games if it's not working out that way. If Harrison Barnes is playing well, that will really change the, the, the distribution of their minutes late in this game. So I'm a little nervous about that heavy ownership to Monk. We have him slightly over-owned. You know, if that comes down to like that 25 range, I think that probably fits a bit better. I like getting sneakier with Kevin Herter on the opposite side at 5,500. Now he's only shooting guard eligible, but he got himself back into the starting lineup recently, played massive minutes last time out. Some of that had to do with Murray being out in the second half, but not all of it. He still had a really big first half rotation. So I kind of like Herter as the monk pivot. Murray, if he's in, looks good. But if we get him out, then we start projecting Trey Lyles minutes a little bit differently. He's now up to 4,800 power forward center. So his value isn't the same that it's been over the past few weeks that we've seen. And then we saw Sasha Vazenkov be the guy that stepped back into the rotation, not Chris Duarte or Davion Mitchell or any of these other guys that had been playing. Vazenkov was the guy that stepped in uh, with Murray out in the second half. He then becomes at least mildly interesting as a backup in the like Peyton Watson, Christian Brown vein. He'd be sort of the same guy coming from the Kings version. Okay, so where would you prioritize a team like the Kings among the rest of this slate then? Right now, knowing not knowing anything essentially with like Denver injury news. Uh middle of the pack. Just like the average team for today. I think yeah. Denver and the Clippers are on an island. And I think Phoenix and Sacramento are both sort of like the average team today. I think Philly and OKC both don't look very good. Yeah, outside of and be essentially yeah and like obviously outside of sga but again he was questionable all day yesterday they're on a back-to-back -back. we don't have that injury report not out of the realm that he doesn't play yeah for sure all right um jordan i actually messed one thing up in the run sheet let me fix this real quick. i'm sure it's way more than one it's only one all right there we go all right sunside no this is another one where there's nothing really to speak of from an injury perspective yeah. Uh, one of those teams, you get something like this every single year. We'll talk about it a lot where you have guys like Beal and Booker and Kevin Durant 
where the prices eventually balance themselves out and they all kind of become viable to some extent. Also, it's a three-game slate. This is actually a team that across the board, we have seven of them pulling double-digit ownership right now. Nothing crazy. The highest owned in our ownership projections is Kevin Durant, 9,200 at 31%. Eric Gordon, 4,200 at 25%. Obviously, all of that could change uh, throughout the day. But looking at this right now, if you're running a lot of lineups, you're definitely getting a decent amount of Phoenix. Yeah, you are. And I am as well. You've got Beal at 20%, Booker at 20%, Durant at 30 I like the idea of taking a little bit of that Kevin Durant ownership. We are showing him as pretty highly negatively leveraged, and I'm throwing that extra ownership onto Devin Booker. So Booker is the guy that I like the most. He's the guy that I'd like to take the stand on from Phoenix if I'm taking one on anybody. I'm neutral on Durant. I'm basically neutral on Beal, but I am getting to a bit more Devin Booker. I think he looks the better of the big three for this team. Certainly work Nurkic in. Plays about 28 minutes a night. He's one and a quarter fantasy point per minute, dude. Should be an interesting battle between him and Sabonis. Like Sabonis does work a lot with size. Nurkic is not the kind of guy that's going to get pushed around. I still haven't named the guy that I have the most of for the Phoenix Suns, and that would be $3,600 power forward center Chimetsi Metu, who is just a true issue in this particular matchup for two reasons. One, he's got power forward eligibility. And on a day like today, when you're begging for value, anytime that you can get that extra eligibility on someone that has center as well, that's where it starts to become interesting. He played 17 minutes last time out. Nurkic played 27 minutes. They basically ended Drew Eubanks. Bull Bull is already out. They don't appear to be going to Azabuki any longer. But it was the previous two games where Metu played eight and a half and eight minutes that really brings you into a situation where he doesn't have to play a ton. I might be too optimistic. I went 17 minutes. We have him in for 15 and a half. It's really the Eubanks piece that concerns me. But I see him as a really good point per dollar piece. He's good, like 0.95 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. That's exactly where he is in my model. At 3,600, when you can slot him in a power forward, it makes it a lot easier to get to your Embiid's, your Jokic's, your Booker's, your Durant's. So I think Metu is the best value piece from Phoenix. It is incredibly difficult for me to say that and be excited for it, but that price tag is good. How many minutes are you projecting him for tonight, then? I have 17. We went 15 and a half. And still it's have probably in my 25%. best interest to go down to 16. But I have him in three quarters of my stuff, so I've got some wiggle room. Beal, Booker, Nurkic, Grayson Allen. Are those guys that kind of just find your find their way into the lineup without really having any conviction there? Yep, just you're working through guys that play real minutes. Allen's 5,800, shooting guard, small forward, about a .8 dude regularly, plays big minutes, crosses guard and forward, 13% owned. I'm right there. Same story for someone like Eric Gordon, $4,200 shooting guard, playing about 24 minutes off the bench now. Terrible per minute, dude, but it's either you take 24 minutes out of Eric Gordon or 4,200, or you grab like the already owned Denver bench value and you try to do that. Like none of it feel, when it comes to value today, none of it is going to feel good. You're going to just hope you win the lottery with whatever value piece you get. The way that it is now, we get one or two of these guys out and that might change the entire script of today's slate. But as I look at it, I, I see Phoenix as like advanced lineup filler. You know, Durant, Beal, Booker, Nurkic. They're not pulling massive ownership, 
you're just kind of working one or two of those guys into everything you do. You do your prize picks video yet? Damn right I did. Yeah? Yeah. You hit one yesterday, didn't you? I did. I got them both by the hook. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. All one right. of those no-doubters. Unders, too, I might add. So uh, just... Unders are smart. Just gritting your teeth and praying that these dudes don't touch the ball down the stretch. <laughs> it's the worst type of sweat. It really is. Yeah. But it, it 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 makes the most sense. Nobody wants to take unders on these, and a lot of these are shaded to the over to begin with. Um, we have over at Odd Shopper, I know most of you guys are here for DFS, but at Odd Shopper, we have all of the tools for prize picks, for betting, everything. If you're not at prize picks yet, you're getting a free month of everything we have at Odd Shopper. You're also getting 100% first match deposit bonus up to $100 and my guess, Josh, is that they will have free squares out there, particularly for the NFL. I'm looking at it right now. They already have NFL. They already have NFL projections up for for this com coming wow. week. Nice. Yeah, they already good. Got, so uh, I want who the Eagles got this week. <laughs> yeah, they're all zeros. Yes, we, they are all zeros. You explained that perfectly. You're not wrong, dude. It's pretty rough. Christian McCaffrey, 88 and a half rushing yards though against Green Bay that's a spot right there dude that's a spot over or under over big big McCaffrey guy yeah I mean look Green Bay was great last game against I mean they smoked Dallas for sure but the, the way that their their defense is built is they're much better at preventing you know the pass than they are in the on the on the, the ground and Tony Pollard Tony like their ground game for the Cowboys has stunk all year long you're yeah. looking at this offensive line for San Francisco and Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, by he's the best running back in football. Yeah, I, I think he I think he dominates this matchup. So it's a spot I'm looking at. Give me one of your spots from today. We want people to go watch the video, but someone decides that link in the description and in the chop, uh, chat, by the way, first hundred bucks. If you have a hundred bucks or even 50 or 20, whatever you whatever you deposit is doubled. And if if you use the link, otherwise we can't track you. You get the entire month over at Odd Shopper for free, including the premium Discord, all the expert picks, the plus EV tools. Really, really cool package. It's a $50 value, and you're getting the deposit bonus. But that's mine. I know it's late. I know it's coming up later in the week. But McCaffrey. I'll go with – which one do I want to give you? I will go with James Harden hosting – his former Oklahoma City Thunder team, more than 16 and a half points, just raw points. Okay. Oklahoma City fouls a little bit more frequently than you would want them to. And while he doesn't do it as much as he used to, James Harden loves himself some free throws. 16 and a half. I dig it. Check it out, man. Yeah. And all you're doing is, is putting these, these props together into a lineup. You hit five of five, you're 10 Xing. You hit six of six, you're 25 Xing. Uh, the best part, though, is if you hit four of five, you're still 2Xing. You make money back on three of five, too, unlike a traditional parlay where they just take your money. Don't get me wrong. There's benefits and drawbacks to both. But on prize yeah. picks, it is nice to have the 2X uh, in the event that you don't hit everything. And you don't have to play like an insurance play to where they scale back your your five of five or six of six payout either. So check it out if you want. And check out Odd Shop. You get a free month, 100% first match deposit bonus up to $100. All right. Uh, anything else for the Suns, or do we wrap this one up? I don't think there's too much to add. Like their their injury reports clean. It's no Bull Bull, no Damian Lee. Lee hasn't played all year. Bull Bull uh, pops in every 
once in a while, but you kind of know what you're getting here. They run like the end of their rotation can get a little bit dicey, you know, whether they're playing Kata Bates Diop or one of the other random backup centers like Drew Eubanks or Azabuki, but I think Phoenix is pretty cut and dry. Okay. John P. I hear you, Helms, for sure. I have more of an issue with Lafayette thinking a guy ripping off Mr. Rogers is a genius. I mean, you got to be kind of smart to make that much money. You yeah. know, I think so. Yeah. You got to do something right. Do you? Yeah. You do. His net worth well, is a it's it's reported at $140 million for doing kids shows on YouTube. Yes, that'll I would buy, say that'll buy a lot of Clorox wipes. I would say he's done something right, for sure. All right, Talk, Look, everything uh, everything is usually a knockoff of something else. We're we're running out of original ideas. Yeah, there's nothing original left in this world. Uh, Jordan, can, pull the Sims up for a second and just go to overall exposures for me. But, I mean, it's the evolutionary Mr. Rogers. You know, he was just like, "How? what can I do that Mr. Rogers did but make it better? I got it. I will dump on my friends. Yeah. I, 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 now, Won't you be my neighbor? It's like, nah, man, you poop on your buddy. <laughs> I don't want to be your neighbor. I'm going to move away. In this world, you just have to make something that is, like, fine-tuned for ADD. Yeah. Just yeah. constant, like, movement, motion. The kid shows that we had back in the day, half the time it'd just be someone sitting in the same spot talking. You know, like nowadays, sock puppets and shit. Yeah, now, now it's it's. Oh, I'm lamb chop. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, you're a lamb attached to that woman's hand. And it worked. Nowadays, it, there's one called Coco Melon. My God, it, it'll give you a seizure. It'll give you a seizure Ooh. from all the, the flashing. What's that? What else? What are there any any other good ones? I don't know. What Why? else did we watch as kids? I don't even remember. Rugrats. Yeah. Uh, Fraggle Rock. Never watched it. Really? No. Uh, when I was a little older, it was like the Even Stevens and stuff like that on the. Uh, yeah, I never, I never saw any of that. What were the? Yeah, there were a bunch like, of those. Inspector out. Gadget. Yeah. What about Full House? Yeah, but that's a different kind of show. Yeah, I'm saying you get you know, like, I guess nine. But yeah, as a kid, I don't I don't remember what I watched for the most part. I can't really picture it. There was some good stuff. Ninja there. Turtles. Sure. Sure. Yes. Not a, not a big Ninja Turtles guy. Yeah, it was fine. Hmm. Just fine. There was yeah. turtles that ate pizza, man. That was but like I the coolest shit in the world. What I watched. So, Jordan, clear that. Did you hold on a second? Ah, Real Monsters. Good. That's a good one. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Reggie Jackson. So, to your earlier point, just looking at our exposure in the Sims tool, after running the contest generator, the lineup simulator. Uh, oh, you okay. So, a lot of Mason Plumley here. Yep. Now, this is probably a decent segue. We can start on that side of the game. With the Vitsa Zubats out, you're looking at a ton and a free game slate, a ton of Mason Rudolph or Mason Plumley. You'll Plumlee. get there. He was uh he actually didn't look that bad yesterday. I don't know if you watched that game. He didn't look that bad. No, I did not watch that game. Kawhi Leonard, Reggie Jackson, Peyton Watson, Russell Westbrook, 
Yeah, dude, a, a lot of Clippers in Denver up top, and then I see Joel Embiid yeah. sneaking in there at the uh, sixth highest exposed guy in the Sims tool. We will definitely get to the Clippers side of this one because I got a ton, including being way over on uh, on the old Plumley machine. OKC is tough to talk about right now, though, because we don't know what's going on. They don't have an injury report. They're not going to have one till three thirty. We had SGA on all day yesterday with a Q tag. No idea how that shakes out. He played, you know, he's there, but who knows if they sit him. If they do, it changes everything about this slate. It completely changes the way that you get to Oklahoma City, sort of in like a slightly lesser way than Jokic out for Denver would do. Right now, SGA is the highest owned guy from the Thunder at 17%, but you only have Kenrich Williams at 13 and Jalen Williams at 14. Everybody else is single digits. Now, Kenrich Williams, we have as basically the right ownership. We have Jalen Williams basically at the right ownership. There's not a lot going on here for Oklahoma City if everybody's in. Like, all of the optimal rates are basically right at the ownership. Maybe you want to get a little bit of un slightly under-owned Chet, but he's only 9% optimal, 5% ownership. It's not like there's a giant gap here. I think we are locked into needing to know what's going on for OKC, which we might not know until 9.30 tonight. And at that point in time, you're going to have a lot of exposure already, or should, to the Clippers. So it will make getting to some of the Thunder value if it pops up attainable. But if everybody is in for Oklahoma City, they are incredibly underwhelming, much like Philadelphia. Okay, so incredibly underwhelming is, is one way to put it. With Philadelphia, is it, you you at least have one guy that, assuming he's active. By the way, Embiid only played 31 minutes yesterday. I think that's somewhat significant because earlier in the season, you'd been seeing just massive minutes logged from him. Maybe that is some indication that you're going to see more. Uh, e either way, either way, let's just assume that he's in. They're yeah, I mean, he, he, they they blew them. They blew him out. There were six more minutes left in the sure. game before they did a line change. He could have easily got to his thirty-five if that one's mildly competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, without question. I'm just saying he didn't. So right, take take a little bit of mileage off him from yesterday in his first game back after that absence. Uh, on the OKC side, though, is this just underwhelming as a team? Like, is there, is there, is there, no, SGA is getting what, 17.5%, Jalen Williams 14, Kenrich Williams 13. Then it falls off a cliff after that. The next closest is the 5% Chet Holmgren looking at the ownership projections. Like, where would you, where would you, here's, a, here's an easier way to put it, right? Just among yeah. the high tier players on today's yeah. slate, I'll go, I'll go 9K and up just for the sake of argument here, where you have, okay. Fox, Booker, Durant, Maxi, Sabonis, SGA, Embiid, Jokic. And then there's four of 10K and up, Sabonis, SGA, Embiid, and Jokic. Where would you kind of prioritize an SGA? Um, if he's if he's active, obviously. Middle of the pack. It's it's kind of weird. Like I think it's very clear that Maxi and Jokic aren't priorities. They become more like GPP pivots. So he's ahead of those guys. But I don't really see him looking all that different than relative to salary and position than Embiid, Sabonis, Booker, Fox. And I am not as huge on Kevin Durant. So like I really do see that group of six dudes 
that you can kind of get to whatever you need. And I don't really have a preference. I know that's a terrible answer. If I'm picking one guy out of that bunch, Embiid is at the top because I think he's the most likely to ruin this slate. But for SGA, like, I can't really say that I prefer him or Fox because you're saving $1,400. They're basically owned the same. It's sort of just whatever else is ending up in your lineup. He'll look better and better if we get more value. How good does Mason Plumley look on the other side? Because, well, can we can we look at the last game with Zubats out and try and glean something from this one? Yeah, it, it, it's, it just happened. Um, yeah, I know. It was, what, two days ago. So Tice started, played three standard starter rotations, and yeah. then never saw the floor again. He played, Mason Plumley he played was, 20, 22 minutes in three and a half quarters. And, and then, then Mason Plumley was the small. direct backup in yeah. the first in his like standard backup rotations, they played the final eight minutes. James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, and Norm Powell. I know against, by the way, against the Towns Gobert front court, which I I tried to say on the process. Anytime there's like a big man, everybody just immediately thinks like, well, the center guards the center, and blah, 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 as if it's 1982 still. Sure. Most teams are going to guard a big. With someone smaller now. A, spe- a big that is like a functional hub of an offense. You guard him with somebody smaller. Underneath his center of gravity. Try to be a pest and get the ball back out of his hands. Send doubles. Everything like that. When you're playing with basically Kawhi Leonard or Paul George at the five. like You're just leaning on your defense to continue its motion. You're moving constantly. You're switching everything. It's a completely different environment. It also makes it incredibly difficult to figure out who the hell they're going to close with today. Yeah, and and also you're just hoping that you don't get destroyed on the glass. Yeah, and but, it, but in this game it's not as important because yeah. OKC basically punts rebounding. Yeah, yeah. There was that Houston team where they were starting PJ Tucker at the five for like a season. Yeah, and I think they led the league in three point attempts, one of the fastest paced teams, and they were dead last in rebound. Uh I, who knows if that'll be the case today? Maybe, maybe okay, see, or- 28th in offensive rebounding, 29th in defensive rebounding. They just oh, don't care. Okay, see? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you don't need, like if, I think you'll be plenty fine if your only rebounders are Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden. Like these guys aren't lost to it. If they're the way- going smaller later, but even if they don't go smaller, 16 minutes of a $3,700 Mason Plumley. Has him looking good for me. We have him at 20 minutes, 51% optimal, 35% owned. I'm giving him four less minutes, and he's still in 65% of my lineups. By the way, that small ball lineup they closed with over the last eight minutes, uh, they cut the lead from 17. They cut the deficit from 17 to five. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, look, when you just... need offense, you don't need Daniel Tice out there. Exactly. Okay, so then here's the question. What is your, it's not easy to just be like, all right, 24 and 24, 26 and 22 for, for Tyson Plumley, yeah. knowing what we know, how are you distributing these minutes for the rotation this morning? I went 22 Tice, 16 Plumley, And I assume they, you know, you, you have one or two minutes for like blowout scenarios in either direction. And then I think they're willing to just go small with Noah Zubats around. So I, you know, something in the neighborhood of like eight minutes of small is there. 
for the taking if they want it. It could just as easily be 24-20 and you basically don't go small at all. That That's also incredibly viable in this spot. I'm not sure it matters all that much. Like 4,400 for Tice. I went 22 minutes. I'm still over his 29% ownership. As I mentioned, I went 16 to Plumley. That's below what we have. I'm still over on Plumley. I don't think it really matters what you're giving Tyson Plumley because I think they both just look good. They don't have many alternatives. And we're talking about a Mason Plumley that's, you know, like a 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy. Tice is probably like 0. 0.8, 0. 0.85 at this point. But still, we're talking value plays that don't exist. People are playing heavy minutes or playing heavy ownership to Denver backups right now. Daniel Tice is probably going to start this basketball game. And if Plumley happens to start, uh, he will look amazing. It's not still not out of the realm of possibility that we get that value from Denver centers as well. The dynamic of the center position today with the ability to pay up to Embiid, Jokic, Sabonis, or all the way down to your Mason Plumleys and your Daniel Tices really creates an interesting dynamic for roster construction. Be even more interesting if Jokic sits too. Actually, it'll be less interesting because DeAndre Jordan will just be jammed. I. How many lineups do you see that are just Embiid, DeAndre Jordan lineups? A lot. Yeah. A lot. But maybe then you can make that, like, do you do you try to double pay up at center and grab all the value at other positions? Get a, an Embiid Sabonis lineup and figure it all out from there? Like, how much can you move this kind of stuff around? Or do you double pay down? And- right. And, and pray they don't go crazy and hope the guards do. Like it's yep. it's a it's kind of a wild slate for that. Paul George coming off a 42 minute game. Guys just logging massive minutes. So yeah. I mean, when you when you take a look at ownership on this Clippers team, yeah, obviously you have Mason Plumley up there, but Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both pulling quite a bit of ownership in a game like this. And it's a big pace up spot, too. You know, they're playing at one of the slowest paces in basketball. I think right now they are a bottom five pace team. OKC's yeah. playing at the sixth fastest pace in the league. So uh, not to say that OKC defensively has been bad. They haven't. Defensive rating, they're no, what, they're, they're great. Yeah, I got them six, but yeah, I mean, babe, we're talking about the same thing. Right, yeah. But it's still a pace-up spot, relatively high total at 236.5. I mean, what do you make of that mid-range, that mid-range when it comes to the, to the Clippers today? Because... You've got uh, Harden, or sorry, George at 84, Leonard at 85 on DraftKings, Harden at 81. They're all literally grouped into the same bucket of prices. 111 total ownership percent is what we project right now, which is basically saying you will have one of those three guys in every lineup and potentially up to two. Um, I'm doing exactly the same thing i have 108 between the three i'm over on harden a little under on Kawhi, a little under on paul george but i still have 22 percent paul george you have to work your way through all three of these guys because of what a pace up spot it is against the clips and it's or against okc it's also possible that they look a lot better later today if sga doesn't play perhaps but if you're looking at all three of those guys I don't really have a preference between them. Paul George seems like the easiest guy to get to because he's guard forward eligible, but I like all, I like all of them. And I think you need to probably have one of those dudes in everything you're doing. Tell you what, you're right, man. You mentioned it before we, right when we started, thank God that that Philly Denver game is in Philly and not Denver. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd be hanging a a full starting five of Q tags out until 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it were in this case, they'd probably be starting around the same time as these other games because it's a 7.30 lock, then a 9, then a 10. But that would get get real ugly if you had 7 o'clock games and then this one coming in at (laughs) – that, that would yeah. be impossible. There really isn't any significant injury news outside of that game. It's Zubat's already out and then and then Keegan Murray questionable. I don't think there's anything else of significance right well, now. We're, we, well, we don't know what the SGA, Thunder are going to be. Okay, see, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Right. But yeah, like there's, right now we have, and this is going to be helpful for swaps and whatever information we need, 250, basically 250% ownership coming into the Clippers. That's we're talking at least two dudes in every lineup, a lot of three-man Clippers lineups. If something happens to OKC late, you're going to have opportunities to move things around. You get off of a Clippers value piece, turn that into a Thunder value piece that didn't exist before the slate started. Because I'm getting a bunch of Norm Powell, who's 25% owned. I'm still getting in the teens of Russell Westbrook, who's 25% owned. I'm getting in the teens of Terrence Mann, who's 15% owned. There's a lot of ownership coming into for everybody that's an actual part of this Clippers rotation. They're all in at least 15% of lineups. So as it stands, if we were to wrap this up, let's go position by position. Give me your top two right now at each position, assuming Denver uh, isn't resting the entire starting lineup point guard. All right. My two favorite point guard options would be Reggie Jackson and I'll say James Harden. Okay, shooting guard. Shooting guard would be Norm Powell. And actually, I want to go back. Instead of... I went Harden. Give me... Yeah, give me Harden there. Give me Booker at shooting guard. Yeah, give me Booker at shooting guard then. That makes that makes more sense. Uh, Booker, Booker and Norm Powell. Booker and Norm Powell. Small forward. You have Leonard here. You have George here. Uh, this is this is one of the the least deep positions right now. I would say. I mean, yes, you have Norm Powell with some small forward eligibility too. But uh, among the five, this is not one of the deepest. No, I would give Kawhi the nod. He's pulling the most ownership. And then my GPP option would be Michael Porter Jr., who, uh, per Jester Man, doesn't ever perform when uh, Nikola Jokic isn't there. 205 minutes for MPJ with no Jokic on the floor, 1.1 DraftKings points per minute. Not bad. Terrible. Horrid. I don't know how he's in the league. Power forward? Uh, I should have typed that in before you asked me. I didn't, though. That's okay. Power forward would be, let's see, we already went Kawhi. We already went uh, MPJ. So let's go Kevin Durant. And while Peyton Watson is the guy getting the ownership, give me Chumetsi Metu. And then center right now, Embiid. Uh, we're not going to, we're not going to mention like a DeAndre Jordan. We just have no, no idea. So yeah, you have Embiid, you have Sabonis at center. They're, 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 give, me Embi- give me Embiid and Plumley. Yeah, I figured it would be Plumley down here. Yeah. All right. Uh, one other thing before we go. Uh oh. What if Plum? No, no. What if Plumley and Daniel Tice have a big gap in ownership? Right now, we're not projecting it that way, but things change throughout the day. 
Um, 36 to Plumlee right now, 29 to Daniel Tice. I mean, it's really just nobody knows here. And no, and no yeah. one knows if there's you any You feel chance. better about Tice. Okay. Assuming he's starting again. If they start Plumlee, then you feel better about Plumlee. What do you think the chances are that this two centers play close to 48 combined minutes? Pretty good. I don't think that would be crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like 44 seems very reasonable. Would you be setting rules to not have them in the same lineup then? No chance. Okay. Perfectly okay with it. Absolutely. Okay. 7,400 for the two of them. Exactly. Yeah. Right. What What do you What do you really need on a three gamer? Yeah. It's a good point. Especially if I mean, look, if they don't get close to their forty eight and they end up running out a, a small closing lineup for the like last seven to nine minutes, that's probably going to suck. But yeah, yeah, if they end up getting like forty five combined minutes, you'd be okay with that. At would you say seventy seventy three hundred or seventy one hundred or no? What is They're it? Eighty one hundred combined. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. All right. Hey, Greg and Eric on live before lock tonight. No football. No, no football. No so deeper dive. No deeper dive. Three game live before lock. 6.30 p.m. 2 p.m. strategy show for NHL. Stick around for that if you're playing a little puck today. Check out Josh's prize picks video as well over on the yeah. iShopper channel. Contenders yeah. are out as well. Yeah, man. Prize picks, like I said. You get a free month of everything we have at the Odd Shopper Premium. $100 first match deposit bonus. And if you ever want to check the Sims tools out, you know where to find them. Link down there in the description. NBA lineup generator down there as well. Uh, pretty revolutionary tool, man. So, yeah. We'll be waiting for you when you decide to hang out. And if you do, come hit us up in Discord. Say hello. All the tutorials that we have for these tools will get you in the action real quick as well. You won't be, uh, you know, you won't be behind the eight ball. It's a pretty simple process. All right. Follow Josh at Josh Ingram and me at Lafayette underscore D on the Twitter. Shout out to Jordan Klein for producing this one. And we'll see you back here for the next one. Peace. Peace.